Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Sakuna Insecure, hosted by Johnny Seifert. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same mantra as me, then before we get to today's guest, please subscribe to Sakuna Insecure while you're listening. And at the end of the episode, give a five-star rating and a review. Now, let me tell you about my guest today. My guest today was the first bombshell on Love Island season seven back in 2021, where apart from a week with Faye, he was coupled up with Millie Court for the duration of the series leading to be crowned the king of the villa. Since then, we saw him last year on Subsco Dating, and he is the founder of Panda Events, as he knows how to have the ultimate party. So it's so a thanks to Emmy Cafe Latte that he joins me today as he talks all things dating and the lessons he's learned in loving himself. So without further ado, I'm delighted to welcome to Sakuninska. It's builder, boxer, reality star and influencer. It's Liam Reardon. Hello, Liam. Hi, Johnny. How are you doing? Thanks I'm for all right, me. mate. My absolute pleasure. There's so much I want to ask you because obviously we know you as the king of Love Island. We saw you on Subsco Days last year, but we only know kind of two years of you. And I want to know more. So to begin with, let's go back to your charter. Talk to me about growing up in Wales and what that was like for you, my friend. I just want to say that introduction. I love that introduction. It was very, very good. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you. You've got a lot of them today. And I, yes, they will not be able to compete with that. <laughs> no, it was really the best one. My life started off, well, left school. I was went, I was straight on a building site. I left school at 15. My birthday was in the summer holidays. So um, as soon as I left school, 15. And then my dad said to me, look, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going on a building site. My parents have been brought up on hard work. And uh, yeah, it was not going to be an easy ride for me. They said to me, you know, you're going to have to work. School for me was, school was school. You know, it was, uh, I enjoyed it with my mates and... I wasn't no academic. I wasn't going to be a, a science, you know, accountant, I, I, science doctor. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, be doing that. I wasn't the route for me. So um, I thought, right, I'll leave school, I'll get into the real world, get working. And um, and I went from there. And, you know, I went, I was, you know, started picking things up. I got better and better. Did my apprenticeship. And um, all of a sudden, I was, I was working for myself when I was 21. I had a few boys working for me. It was going really, really well. For that, actually, 2019. I went to work in Ibiza for six months in Ocean Beach, one of the best six months of my life. And actually, I got found by the casting team out there for Love Island. They found me out there and then kind of went from there then. And 2021, we went on the show. I was meant to go on in 2020, but the show got cancelled because of COVID. And then, uh, yeah, ended up going on in 2021 and didn't do too bad, to be fair. Well, no, that's very true. You didn't do too bad. I don't <laughs> think you could have done better. Going back to what you just said, 
so that's the professional way of you. What about your mental health journey? Because I saw that you started boxing and fighting when you were 12 years old in the, your local church. So I was just interested in the catharsis of what anger you were letting out there. The fact that you were going every single week to do a bit of punching in a safe space. There must have been some anger you were letting out for some reason. Actually, no. Like I said, I always played football growing up. I was good when I was younger. Then I went quite tall and I had two left feet then. I was uh, I was useless. You know, I thought, right, you know, I'll try, I'll try a bit of boxing. My dad's mate mentioned me going down the gym. And I've never been a angry sort of, you know, you know, I don't hold a lot of anger. I'm very laid back. But it was just something I thought I'd try. And I love the feeling of the discipline and also being around like the older men, you know, and learning off them. And and it was just, it's, you know, a lot of people play rugby, they play football, which is great, but not everybody does boxing. I thought oh, it was a little bit different. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've actually never actually fought in a boxing ring. I've sparred, you know, I've trained for years, <clears throat> never actually gone to fight. Would you um, do would you do a fight? Now, there's a lot of these celebrity matches. AJ Bunker did one last year. There's a lot of this big influencer world where it's, you know, go boxing and it's big for TikTok. Is that where you see yourself? Though? Or do you like just enjoying the spa and just getting out there a little bit? So boxing's always been, you know, a big sport of mine. Not just training and doing boxing, actually watching, you know, it's my sport. And, you know, some people love football. I love boxing. After the show at Love Island, I moved then to straight to Essex. Didn't really know anyone apart from Millie. Well, I started training uh, in a mushroom gym. I spoke to my mate Joe Cordina and um, he mentioned coming down and started training with Kev Mitchell. Yeah, I've been training there ever since now and I was training every day and I, you know, all of a sudden these people have started fighting on this misfits and this celebrity fights and the boys in the gym said, we're like, why, you know, why don't you have a go? Because you're training every day anyway. I thought, yeah, well, may as well. So um, the plan as, you know, if, if I get a call up, I will go for it. You know, I've been training loads. Yeah, if I get the call up, then I'm, I'm happy to go for it because, you know, I love boxing. <laughs> if I can get a few quid out there as well, then then great. Who would you want to box with? Who's who's on your hit list? Well, that's it. Until I fight, you know, I feel like I'm not going to be calling everyone now. But anyone who's my size, I'm happy to fight. You know, a lot of the guys are a bit smaller. But anyone my size, then I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to fight. Just get myself out there and getting stuck in. It's the, it's the build-up and the... The height, you know, the, the platform you're on is the most daunting thing. You know, the fighting part is, you know, I feel like I'm good enough to beat them. It's just, you know, fighting in front of thousands, thousands of fans, you know, millions across the world. I, I feel that's the more daunting part more than anything. Yeah, I'm happy to stick me in and, uh, and, let's, and let's go. Well, you know what we need? We need the ultimate Love Island boxing match. We need Tommy Fury of Season 6 with Liam Redden to, uh, Season 7 together. Can you imagine <laughs> what that'd be like? You versus yeah, Tommy Fury. Massive. I have to get a bit more experience in my belt first. He's had a few. He's had a few fights now, and he so um bit of experience in my belt. And yeah, I'm all for it. Boxing is my life to a certain extent. You know, I don't have to rely on it. You know, to is other things which I want to do as well. You know, I feel like there's other areas I want to cover. You know, boxing it does take up a massive part of your life, and it's a massive commitment, which is you know, which is great. You know, and I I do love it. But obviously, there's other things which I want to do as well. Not just I still train every day. If I get the opportunity to fight, then great. But, you know, in the meantime, I want to concentrate on other things as well. Just start up my own little business, doing other things. I want to do more TV work. I'd love to do more reality shows, presenting, radio, space I want to get in. Well, you're doing a trek to Morocco in October. And that's obviously very intense in a different way to the boxing. So, you know, when you're boxing and you're gaining weight and you're pumping up some iron, but you're really working out versus doing a trek, which is a very different discipline. How are you going to manage your body between the two? But I feel like I've always been a good walker. As long as I'm fit and healthy and, you know, I feel like the walking, I can walk for days. You know, I've always been, I've been able to, you know, just carry on walking and walking and walking. 
running's a bit different. <laughs> I can't do that for so long. The walking, you know, it's just it's come natural to me, and I enjoy it. You know, it's like like I probably won't even train for the 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 trek in Morocco, it's Mount Mount Tupgal. I probably won't even train for it. You know, I've been used to walking the mountains, back in Wales for years, so um, it's kind of come naturally to me, really. Okay, and you obviously mentioned a bit of TV that you've done. Let's look back at those past couple of years where you did Love Island and you did Celebrity Dating. What did you learn about yourself? Because there were two big, big journeys that you went on. Lots of girls came in and out. Lots of exes came in and out. Um, my favourite thing, by the way, on Celebrity Dating was you went on a date with one of the girls. I think it was Kate, the blonde girl, and I was watching your plates go up and down. And by the end of the conversation, you had more food on your plate and more drink in your glass than you did at the beginning. <laughs> the way TV yeah. works... Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Um, yeah, like there are two two big shows. First one being Love Island. Obviously, most most well, all of that journey really was with was with Millie. That made it a lot easier, you know. Instead of having that person there with you, is is a lot easier. Celebs go dating was a bit different. I was on my own dating these these girls, you know, multiple girls. And at that time, I don't think I was fully ready to be dating, especially on TV as well, because I was still kind of you know, it was a couple of months after me and Millie. I was still fighting that hard so then dating on television there was it wasn't easy and that probably showed you know that that, sh- that shone through on the show that I, I found it a little bit uncomfortable sometimes but amazing experience you know I loved it you know it was uh you know celebs go dating I met loads of people loads you know positive nice good people and his memories I'll you know I'll always remember and same with Love Island you know that was experience of that was incredible um you know that's uh, this show on now the the the, the current Love Island you know, they should all just cherish every moment, enjoy every moment, because, you know, they'll never have an experience like that ever again. You know, it's, you'll never be in a villa with a bunch of people you don't know. Everything else happening in the real world doesn't even exist. All that, all that's going on is that villa, in you know, in that current time. And, like, just cherish every moment. It's, it's a special experience. It's like the Big Brother effect, isn't it? It's like, even in the past week, you've had the COVID inquiry, you've got the DCMS looking at Love Island at the moment, Boris Johnson resigned, Nadine Doris resigned, all that's happened, and the Love Island villa would have no idea what's going on in the world. She have no idea what's going on. Literally, all we would know is what's coming through them doors and who's leaving them doors, you know, and that's, that's all we know. And um, I can remember when we'd have, like, bombshells who'd come into the show later on, we'd be asking them, like, what's happening on the outside world, you know, like, any, any, any gossip on the outside? Because we'd literally had knew nothing so then new bombshells we try and find out you know the gossip of them it's, so, it's such a fascinating place and um, you talk about obviously on subsequent dating the, the experience you had and obviously because you had just come out of that relationship with millie when you are doing a show like that and you've gone from a big show like love on and subsequent dating picks you up obviously everyone wants to be on subsequent dating it's the next vehicle for any reality star when you go on a show like that, there's obviously the business element to it that number one, you're being paid. Number two, line pictures you create it and now seeing you and you've got that next TV show to go on. So how did you find the experience from the business aspect of I'm there to do a job versus the I know that I'm supposed to be looking for love, but also this is a job at the end of the day and I'm doing these dates because I'm there to also create TV. Just thinking mentally about where you were at with Millie versus this is a paid job. Could you compartmentalize that? Yeah, so it was different. So you had to kind of just put that in your mind. It was like you're there to create a TV show, you know, again, and obviously you get paid to do it. But I wasn't on there to find my love on Celebs Go Dating. You know, I went on there to, you know, for the experience, the opportunity, and to meet, you know, obviously meet people. And yeah, you get paid as well, obviously. So um, it, it was just like, but that's it's telling yourself that, that, 
you know, you're not with Millie now. You're not coasting through Love Island with someone. You're actually on this show. You're dating. You've got to be flirty. You've got to be this or that. Because that's what celebs go dating about, isn't it? People want, want it for entertainment and laughs. And it was difficult because, obviously, we hadn't long broke up. I was very, like, I was trying to, you know, I didn't want to come across as too over the top or too flirty because he was still soon after our breakup. So I was trying to be very like fun, laid back, but obviously that comes across quite boring then when you're watching it. So, you know, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a cast 22. If I was on there, be Mr. Flirty and, and, and having a great laugh and this and that people would have thought I'm disrespectful, but going on there and being just, you know, a bit more reserved and laid back then that comes across as boring. So no matter what I would have done, people would have, you know, not liked what I did. You know what I mean? So. But the good thing is, as well, is that because of the opportunity, it meant you got the amazing therapy from Anna Williamson and Paul C. Brunson, which, you know, we should all be going to therapy. The fact you had this free therapy there every single week whilst you're going through something so big is so valuable to you anyway. What did you learn about yourself and what did the therapy side of the show do for you? Oh, it was great, you know. As much as, you know, it's on TV, it's all like, yeah, Anna and Paul, they're, they're actually so knowledgeable and they know so much and they're actually so lovely. So as much as it's on TV and you think it's fake, it is real. You know, you are getting, you know, quality advice of them. And, you know, even now I speak to Anna, I speak to Paul's, but, you know, if I ever need a bit of advice, you know, I get messaged Anna and, you know, she, and she gets back to you. They're both wonderful people. What they told me is to like, you know, be more open and stuff like that. Because I'm a bit, I am a bit of a reserved person. I only trust and speak to people who I know value me as a person. And, I know, you know, who I know I can trust. You know, I don't just go throw my feelings around to people who I don't, you know, always feel comfortable with, but they were trying to say, and it's okay to do that, etc. But yeah, it was me at the start of the show. I was be- definitely in a better place at the end of the show from when I went on the start. Why do you think it is? Why do you think you put your barriers up quite a lot and you stay reserved? Just, I don't know if that's the person I am. You know, I've gone through life, you know, not many, haven't been super, super hurt by someone or someone, but and I kind of like that. I like not being kind of invincible and all that sort of thing. So I try and keep that going. Yeah, keep a bit of a guard up. And uh, I, you know, I sometimes wear my heart on my sleeve. But when it comes to my feelings and stuff, you know, I, maybe I'm a bit more reserved sometimes. Well, you mentioned Millie. Um, what's going on with the two of you? Because I can't keep up at the moment, my friend. I've seen that you're broken up. Then I see you're on holiday together, but it's a secret. You're not really on holiday together. <laughs> then I see that you're back together. Then I see you're not together. Talk to me, my friend. Where are we at now with this? Look, me and Millie are good friends. We've been good friends since the day we met, and we're definitely, you know, we're definitely good friends now. People have seen what they've seen online, but you know, my personal life, I'm trying to keep that personal. For well, now. Good luck, mate. You're in the public eye. You can't <laughs> keep it personal. What's, what's this personal thing you're talking about? <laughs> well, that's like, well, you know, one of the reasons we broke up before was because, you know, mentally for me, I found it very difficult having all these eyes. People, people felt like they were in. It was like me and Millie in a. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Relationship, And also in a relationship with the UK, like people just feel like they know the ins and outs of relationships. They feel like they have a right to speak on it. And when you're in public say stuff to me about our relationship and I, you know if we didn't post a photo together three to four days it'd be out then that I've, as million Liam broken up you know people mention we broke up it's just it's hard work I mean like especially when you are just a normal guy a normal girl trying to make something work when people feel like they want to stick their nose in all the time it's, and it's not just you know sticking nose in it's obviously a lot of positive support as well you know people you know love our relationship a relationship so um but it's nice keeping your personal stuff personal sometimes as much as much as you can you never be able to keep it fully personal but if you can to a certain extent then then do it well it's interesting because i'm looking at will and jesse who are obviously on the last season of love on at the moment and they're all over their tiktok every day doing videos and it's that thing of like you said of being seen and sometimes we know there's been you know famous celebrity relationships which have lasted on social media but they broke up in real life many months ago and they've yeah. just been there to keep posting it because it's a business and you're a brand and you come together as uh, two people as one for a business yeah. point of view um how hard is it then to step away and go well look this is the personal side of us yes we're on the public eye, but we can't help that also we have to have our personal life as well exactly like you said will and jesse for instance now everybody's loving it all the fans are loving it because they're posting some you know nice wholesome nice content but if they didn't post together for a week now, or two weeks, because they just want a little break from posting together, people would then be hunging them then, thinking, have they broken up? What's happened? What's happened? Well, nothing may have happened, you know? They just have a little break from posting together. But then people hounding every day is going to get frustrated and, and stressful. So, um, you know, that's, that's a similar case. Me and Millie, we used to post together loads when we were together. And then if we didn't post, like I said, we'd have that uh, people hounding us then. But yeah, like you said, it's a business. People got to post together and you know, keep up appearances. And, you know, myself, when me and Millie broke up, you know, people did say that to me. They said, you know, can't you stick it out? You know, keep up appearances for a bit longer. And I said, look, I care about that girl so much. I would never use her for business or keep up appearances. You know, that means nothing to me. Like, 
I know, yeah, you've got to be smart in this industry, but I'm also from we have the real world as well. I can have a life before that where I've been a grounded, you know, honest guy. Now I've come off the back of the show. I'm not going to use someone, especially someone I care about, you know, dearly, just to keep up appearances, you know. So it wasn't right. So we put an end to it. So, but you're good friends now, but I've seen articles online this week that you've unfollowed each other because obviously there's people out there who have to look at these things of who follows who. So what's the truth behind that now? Myself and Millian followed each other for months and months and months. Uh, when we broke up, she blocked me. <laughs> she blocked me, which is uh, obviously it's fine. You know, we didn't want to see each other's stuff, try to move on and stuff. But then she actually unblocked me then, not a lot like, you know, a while after. And uh, so obviously we haven't just, we just haven't followed each other back. So yeah, that happened a long time ago. So we are, this is not a recent thing that we've, un- that we've unfollowed each other. It happened a long time ago. And do you look at her page still now that you're unblocked? If I need to. <laughs> but it's because te- it, the question is really about the temptation of like, you've moved on, but you haven't moved on. Like emotionally, you're still there. And so you've still got that attachment. So it's still like, now I'm unblocked. I need to catch up on everything that I've missed. And oh, I might have something more. There might be something else I need to see. And so you almost get addicted to looking at a profile more when you don't follow someone when, when, than when you do follow someone. Yeah, so I, I, with Millie, you know, she's everywhere anyway, so I always see what's going on. Uh, like, but previously, before Love Island, years ago, you know, if you're dating someone or, you know, first girlfriend, I remember, like, you get blocked, and then you check on your, you're on your mate's phone and checking their page, yeah. see what they're blowing, you know, and, and it's just like that, it's a bit of, like, toxic, sort of, you know, you're blocked, you want to see each other, then you're unblocked, then you're blocked. Um, you know, now, I'm not, you know, I'm not really like that, you know, like, when, when we were... You know, at the time when we just broke up, I wasn't viewing her stuff. I didn't want to be seeing that. You know, it would only make me feel worse. Uh, but I think that's kind of maturing and growing up, isn't it? Like when I was younger, I'd want to see it. I'd want to be upset. I'd want to be hurt. I'd want to know who she was with and what she was doing. Whereas now, you know, we, we broke up, so it wasn't, it was nothing to do with me. So, um, you know, I kind of just let that go. But, you know, at the time when we just broke up, things were difficult. We didn't see each other, but... You know, we're we're friends again now. We're in you know in in a, in a good place. And so, are you ready to date again yet? Um, yeah. are you dating again now? Because <laughs> I can see that smile. There's someone new. Okay, okay. So the question is: Is the person in the public eye or not? Yes, they're in the public eye. Yes. Oh God, mate! What have you done? I thought you'd learned your <laughs> lesson. Stay away from the public eye. Right, go on. Know. Who's the girl? Just uh, me. Remember, I said, look, my personal life. I'm keeping it personal. No, you said I only speak to the people that I trust, and I keep it very small. You trust me. We've got this beautiful friendship now. Um, so, man to man, who's this public eye girl now? <laughs> Is she a reality star? She's in the public eye. People know her, but like I said, I'm keeping it personal. Um, <laughs> well, so what's the next stage, and how how does it become another public relationship? But you put your barriers up to do the lessons that you learned from last time. Well, yeah, like I said, if I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm in a relationship with myself and them. And I'll, I've gone through the, the the stage of having to keep up appearances and, and showing people this is what I'm with, you know, like, which is nothing wrong with that, completely fine. And no doubt in the future, there will be photos of us posted. It's just right now, I'm enjoying the place where I'm at. And yeah, it's just myself and the, and. On the person I'm dating, you know, it's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a responsibility though to tell your audience that look, please stop messaging me about Millie. We've broken up. I've also moved on because also for you, it's like this is all new. I'm in a new relationship. I want to enjoy. It. I want to enjoy the firsts again. 
And I don't want everyone coming back to me about Millie all the time. Like, I, I look at the press every day and it's about you and Millie. It's like, well, hold on a minute. I've moved on now. That's the past. This is the present. So what's the responsibility you do? Or do you say, look, I'm not going to say anything and it will happen when it happens? Yeah, you know, it's, it's easier not replying to some things. You know, people are going to ask and ask and ask. I could put a post up saying, please do not ask me about Millie. And then the next 10 messages will be asking about Millie. So no. people are going to ask if they want to ask. So, um, uh, yeah, see, that is not, just not rising to it sometimes. And, you know, when things come out, things will come out. I just feel like I don't, I need to be announcing anything. I just want to do me, do what I'm doing. And, and as long as I'm happy and, and whatnot, then that's, that's the main thing now. Well, that's it. It's keeping that happening. Well, look, let's talk dating. You're working with Emmy Cafe Latte. And I think this is quite nice, actually. Now that you, we, we know that you are in a relationship, we don't care who. This is a mental health podcast. This is about you. We have love languages, okay? We've got five love languages. We've got time spent together. We've got words of affirmation. We've got gifts. We've got touch. We've got acts of service. What are your love languages? And what's the girl that you're seeing as love languages? And how they work together? Well... A massive love language. Like, are you watching Love Island at the moment? Of course. Of course. So, obviously, you can kind of get a gist when someone is, you know, they're liking someone or they're feeling someone. Because first thing they do in the morning, make a coffee and take it up to the uh, the girls upstairs. Yeah, but that's because you've been told to do that. We're not stupid. Can you make avocado? How many times have you made avocado on toast in the Love Island villa and a coffee? And it's all perfectly shot on the camera and everyone gets one but one. And it's always in the girls' chat versus the boys' chat. How this show works, mate. I know, but you choose who you want to give it to. You know, they tell yeah. you, but you choose who you want to give it to. So, you know, and I feel like well, I used to make a coffee every morning, iced coffee for Millie. Um, luckily this year, um, Emmy Cafe Lattes they got the pre-made uh coffees already, so they am going to make their own iced coffees. They're already made, which I wish we had in the villa. Um, but yeah, we take make them in the mornings, take it up to the girls, and I don't even think Millie liked coffees, which well, she doesn't. So. I think it was just thought accounts because in the villa you got to be, got to improvise. There's not a lot you can do, you know. On the outside, flowers is something nice you can give to women and men. Men receive flowers as well. Yeah, but I don't really know. I got given flowers once. I didn't know what to do with them. I had to borrow my sister's vase. I didn't know you had to, you know, take them out. I didn't know how to cut it. I didn't know that you put it in water and you have to change the water. Change the water. Useless giving me flowers. Johnny, you got to look. You got to learn this. You got to look after your flowers. Well, you got to find me a nice girl first before I get to the flower stage. Talk to me about also dating in general, about uh, what your research has shown about going on first dates and how long you should spend on them. Because that's something else that you've been looking into. Yeah. So, Emmy Cafe Latte, they've done a research. Basically, they did a percentage of uh, people on first dates. Uh, 25% of people prefer going out for a restaurant, dinner in a restaurant. 24% prefer going for a coffee on a first date. I think it was 14% like a coffee and a walk in the park. I uh, love the idea of a coffee and a walk in the park. Why yeah. do you to go and spend money on cocktails and getting drunk when most people actually don't drink alcohol? It's much nicer. And then you have a much deeper track because you're not looking at each other. So it's not intense. Well, exactly. So like I said, first date. Uh, and they say the, the ideal time is two hours. But, you know, I think we do go for a coffee. Usually you're done within an hour. If it goes really well, then great. If it doesn't go too well, then at least you're in and out. And, you know, quick coffee and you haven't got to see them again. But... I feel like coffee is just nice and chilled. You get to know the person, who they are. There's no like, you know, you haven't got to dress up super fancy. You haven't got to spend a fortune on drinks and dinner, especially in London. It's very expensive. If the first coffee goes really well, then go for it. You know, next day, go for a nice dinner, spend money on cocktails, get drunk, make a fool out of yourself. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, mate, I really thank you for today. And thank you for being so honest and candid. And honestly, I really wish you the best of your relationship. And I just hope that, you know, again, lessons are learned of, for yourself of what to do and not to do in a relationship to keep out the public eye, but also for those listening of just 
you know, you've heard it from Liam, just take a step back and just think, what will it do if I send this message? We always, you know, keep going on about being kind. We all talk about trolling. Don't troll. You know, you might think trolling is being negative, but also trolling can be positive. Trolling can be just messaging Liam and asking about Millie. You've got no harm in it, but you do feel like you've got a relationship. So just take a step back. No, I'm just um, a little bit like I was... Uh... I seen something on Instagram, something popped up. This girl lost loads of weight and her boyfriend's a PT. I was watching it looking this morning and she got in, you know, incredible shape. And this girl was commenting saying, uh, well, like, you've had loads of work done, this and that. And she was being quite nasty. And in her bio on Instagram, it says it costs nothing to be kind. Oh, yeah, okay. she's throwing all this negativity towards this girl who's worked hard in the gym. And it's just like, people, it's so, it's so accessible. These like, technology is great, but it's so accessible to, you know, criticize people these days. And then people are not held accountable, you know. and I know it's nice people give positive comments and you've got to kind of take them happy. And But obviously, if you're going to get negative comments as well. But, you know, just know that what you are sending out there, people do see it. And, you know, like, it's, you just don't need to say it. You know, like, why you start your day off being negative? Why be negative? You know, just, you know, everyone's entitled to opinion. But being nasty and negative is, it's just, it's pointless. There's no need for it. Well, I'm really glad you said that because I was walking the other day in Primrose Hill and I was on the phone to my mum and I wasn't talking loudly, but I was in a loud area. And we were just talking. And this woman who was a lot older, probably in her 60s or 70s, said, excuse me, do you need to shout while you're on the phone? And I said, I'm so sorry, number one. But number two, we're walking in a public area. You know, I'm not doing you any harm. And I said to her, look, it takes more emotion to be bitter than to just let it be. You know, you're yeah. going to be walking near me for two seconds. You could have walked off. You could have stayed back if I was annoying you. Did you really need to say something? Because now you've got angry and now you've made me angry, which means yeah. I'm going to bite back at you and be defensive. Well, yeah, if she, if she was thinking you were being too loud, that's fine. If she was thinking that, keep it to yourself, bite your tongue and get on with your day. The fact she's gone out of her way then to say that to you, like I said, it's going to make her angry, make you angry. And what is the point for sake of two seconds? And that's exactly. what I mean. Like people... It's just so much negativity in the world. Like you realize, all you got to do is like look at comments. Look at I, I got a thing for, you know, I love my boxing, so I always look at the comments on boxing. Look at the comments on Love Island, and ninety percent of it is just negative comments from people. As Muhammad Ali says, and I'm looking at it because I've got the canvas on my wall over there. I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit, suffer now, and live the rest of your life as a champion. Liam, my friend, you are the champion. My thanks to you for coming oh, on Security and Secure, to Tanya Sassoon at Broadcast Revolution, and a team at Emmy Cafe Latte for setting up this interview. And if you love Love Island like me, from Liam's season seven, there are episodes on Security and Secure with Faye Winters, Amy Day, Rachel Finney, and Sharon Gafka, plus lots, lots more. And obviously, over 100 Love Island stars on Security and Secure. So keep liking it, keep subscribing into it, and keep sharing it. And let's keep spreading the word. It's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 